Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. New acquisition Aaron Gordon has a solid debut for the Nuggets. The rich get richer. Seven-time All-Star LaMarcus Aldridge goes to the Nets. Two-time All-Star Andre Drummond goes to the Lakers. But will they play? I'll answer that and a whole lot more here on What You Need to Know for Monday, March 29th. Good morning to you. Yes, the rich get richer. LeBron James and the Lakers sign Andre Drummond. LeBron James is rich. Trust me. Andre Drummond's an interesting case here because he was traded for a second round pick only last year. And now he was bought out by the Cleveland Cavaliers. And it's strange. He's a two-time All-Star, one-time All-NBAer. He's 27 years of age. He should be in his prime. So what's going on? Will he be able to help out on a Lakers team? And I think he will be because he'll be in a sort of a specialized role, something that the Lakers don't have since last year when they won the championship. Problem is with Andre Drummond, he's just a bit of a relic. He would be better 10, 15 years ago because he's a big man who isn't necessarily the most mobile big man, but... You need some of those in the Western Conference. Dwight Howard, who was the backup center for the Lakers last year, was starting against Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs last year. They never really replaced him. They would love to have a guy like that coming off their bench. And now they do have that in Andre Drummond. They didn't want Montrez Harrell to be that guy. They've got Marcus Gasol as their starting center. He's kind of like their JaVale McGee from last year. And now Andre Drummond in that backup role to play some bigs. Plus, you've got the LeBron factor here. Hopefully, he'll be motivated to play with LeBron James. Hopefully, he'll run a little bit harder, dunk a little bit harder, catch those alley-oops a little bit harder. Because if there's anybody who will motivate players to play harder... It's LeBron James. Also a motivator, Andre Drummond is now playing for a contract. All they have to do as a starting center in Marcus Gasol and a backup center in Andre Drummond is get it to the fourth quarter where Anthony Davis should take over as the, starting, or as the, as the main guy at the five. That's how the Lakers work. Speaking of Anthony Davis, an update on his status. He's not playing right now, but officially a ramp up. In his on-court workouts, ramp up. I guess that means he's working out harder. No official timeline for when he'll be back, but they'll never give us a heads up when he's ready to play. It'll be that same day. Yep, he's playing. So good sign for the Lakers. They won both games this weekend without Anthony Davis and LeBron James, who should be back in a few weeks. Uh, no worries that they're going to drop out of the playoffs. Nah, there was some wor- some talk about that anyways, but they're fourth in the Western Conference. And they're treading water until Anthony Davis comes back. Speaking of the rich getting richer, let's get to the other coast, the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant is also reeling in stars. He got Blake Griffin to join. Now he's got LaMarcus Aldridge to join. He was recently bought out by the Spurs. Seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, different boat here. He's 35 years old. I think Kevin Durant just doesn't want 
young guys to be making big plays when it comes to the postseason. He doesn't want a Reggie Jackson scenario like when he was with the OKC Thunder coming down the stretch. He'd rather have a Derek Fisher in the 2012 Finals. And that's what he wants here because I'm not sure how much LaMarcus Aldridge necessarily plays, but I think he'll take the minutes of backup center Nick Claxton. Second-year player playing really well for the Nets, but you look at the rotation amongst the bigs. It's DeAndre Jordan who starts. Nick Claxton gets backup minutes. Jeff Green plays there. Key, key guy. Kevin Durant's old teammate from the Seattle days. And Blake Griffin. Now, Aldridge has a relationship with Kevin Durant. He apparently helped recruit Kevin Durant to the University of Texas. Hook them horns uh, way back when. They're all buds. DeAndre Jordan's buds with Kevin Durant. Jeff Green, as I said. Uh, but uh, there's just not a ton of minutes to go around there at the 4-5 or five spot. I think Blake still plays more of the four as he has been. Nick Claxton probably out of the rotation for Aldridge's offense, although the defense might suffer a little bit. And Steve Nash now officially has too many good players on that team. I'm not sure uh, how much Aldridge plays in comparison to Drummond. Drummond actually has a role. Aldridge, uh, not so much. And so uh, I wonder if he was promised anything, but this is another tall task uh, for Steve Nash. Another buyout, Gorgie Jang, has signed with the San Antonio Spurs, bought out by the Grizzlies. He'll help them as a backup big. Other guys who could be bought out soon, Canadian Kelly Olenek with the Rockets, if they decide to go that route, and Mike Muscala with the Thunder. Speaking of the Thunder, OKC announced, they made this announcement, that big man Al Horford sit in the rest of the season in order to play their young guys. They couldn't find a trade partner for Big Al and his big contract at the deadline. And so I wonder how the league looks at that. Do they say, hey, you can't just sit, guys? But it's not high profile enough for them to get on the OKC Thunder. I don't think they'll necessarily care. I think they look at the situation and they say, hey, that's a good plan. You should be playing your young guys because it's not like Anthony Davis when he was with the Pelicans where he demanded a trade. He was fined, and then they, the league told him, hey, uh, this isn't a good look for the NBA, the image of the league. We will fine you $100,000 if you sit him. And so he came out and played sort of lackadaisically uh, much of uh, the rest of the season with the Pelicans, and they didn't fine him. And they won't find Al Horford and the OKC Thunder. All right, getting to a little bit of basketball here. Aaron Gordon, the big acquisition at the deadline for the Denver Nuggets, made his debut Sunday versus the Hawks. A solid debut. You might look at the line and say 13 points on 6 of 9 shooting. That is exactly what the Nuggets want. He played really well off Nikola Jokic. He had a beautiful dunk on the baseline. This is what they want him to be. They want him to be a cutter, playing with better players for the first time in his career. I mean, he's played with better players and Vucevic, but not a player of Nikola Jokic's standards. I just wondered when Aaron Gordon went over to the Nuggets, would he be able to cut that dribbling out? He played more like a superstar. More ball in his hands. I'm going to do this thing on my own. Can he be a support player? He used Nikola Jokic's gravity pretty well in this game. They'll pick and roll action going. Nine shots. The only misses were from three-point land. <laughs> the more twos, the better with Aaron Gordon. But he, if he can fill that Jeremy Grant role that they lost last year in the playoffs, just be that guy who's a third option and hit shots I mean, that is absolutely perfect. I just wonder if he can be that guy because I thought he kind of wanted to be a superstar. Maybe I'm reading into the personality. 
Speaking of the personality and why I thought he wanted to be a superstar, he is wearing number 50 with the Denver Nuggets. He chose 50 because of his dunk contest scores and the fact that he didn't win those dunk contests. He has a documentary called Mr. 50, Katie Wingy, Nuggets broadcaster, with that little report there. He came out with a song, you know, uh, discrediting Dwayne Wade, calling out Dwayne Wade for being a judge in the dunk contest and saying, well, come on, man, why didn't you give me a 50? You know, there's, there's a little rap music. There's a little, you know, he, he wants to be a star. But if he can be that off the floor and just be a support player for the Nuggets, huge, huge win. Speaking of another guy playing for a new team, Norm Powell. Now of the Portland Trailblazers played his old team, the Toronto Raptors, and he went to the wrong side of the floor because he's playing his old team to start the game. Ha <laughs> ha! Very funny stuff. He keyed a 14-0 run to end the game to beat his old team. Great stuff for Norm. He missed a couple free throws at the end, tore his jersey a little bit, but in the end it worked out, especially because the Blazers have C.J. McCollum on their roster. C.J. McCollum back healthy. He had seven points in the last two minutes. Great bucket as he showed all the handles to Chris Boucher. Damian Lillard could just sit back and watch him do a little shimmy on the Raptors. Career year for for C.J. McCollum. I wanted to mention him because the Blazers are going to be a tough out and the Western Conference is going to be a battle come playoff time. Just talked about the Denver Nuggets and how strong they are becoming with Aaron Gordon. Of course, you got the Lakers. The Clippers got stronger at the deadline with Rajon Rondo. The Utah Jazz are the number one seed. The Phoenix Suns ain't no joke. That's six tough teams in the West. And now only six teams make the playoffs, although four other teams make the play-in tournament. Blah, blah, blah. The top six look strong. And one day, Zion Williamson will be part of that top six with the New Orleans Pelicans. Just one note to go out with you here. We're watching Zion Williamson become a closer here in year two he's taken over from brandon ingram as the closer in clutch time and it's not just the eye test but also the numbers say the same thing as mason ginsburg points out he has become the closer since march 1st in clutch time the ball is in his hands as a big with point guard abilities it's crazy to watch he has scored 75 points in his last two games over the weekend shooting 74 percent just give him the ball, set him a pick, and watch him go in and hammer bodies. 26 points per game, 62% from the floor on the season. The only active player to be averaging 25 points per game while shooting above 60%. Those are Shaq-like numbers. S-L-N. Not S-N-L. Haven't watched that in a while, but S-L-N. Those are Shaq-like numbers, and he plays that way, but with a handle. It is cool to watch. Stan Van Gundy has decided. Brandon Ingram was an all-star last year. He can create his own shot, but Zion Williamson is a different beast. Give it to him. Him and Brandon Ingram have worked well. Good weekend for Zion Williamson. We'll get into that even a little bit more on the full No Dunks episode here on Monday. Make sure you check that out. I'll be back to give you what you need to know on Tuesday as fast as I possibly can. I'll talk to you then. Thanks for joining me.